Shalom to all. Today's office is Yom Zayin, and we are starting two lines from the top, the first one on the line. Now, we concluded yesterday with Machlekes between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes. Rav Nachman holds Tomo Hotra Betzibor, meaning once we have a heter to bring in carbon Betomo, it's all-encompassing, and there's no reservations whatsoever. Rav Sheshes maintains that Tomo Dechuya Betzibor. Tomo is pushed off, and there's still somewhat of a reservation to this heter of Tomo Betzibor, namely, if there's a way to avoid doing a Betomo, then we will do so. And the Gemara says, Am Rav Sheshes, how do I know that what I'm saying is correct? The person, the Kayin, he's standing there and he's bringing the carbon Aymer on the second day of Pesach and it becomes Tomei. He tells the other Kayin around him and he asks them to bring more barley for a new carbon Aymer. And if this is the only barley they have, they tell him, you should be wise and be quiet. Don't tell anyone that you're bringing it. But Toma, that's because other people might think that you're allowed to bring a Mincha of a Yachid. But Toma, at any rate, we learned that he tells other people to bring more barley. So we see from here that Toma Dechuy Betzibur, because if Toma was then we would say that he's allowed to bring up a Toma. Amrav Nachman, he answers, there's no Raya. Maidina, even I will agree that when there's Shirayim, there's leftovers that are meant to be eaten, that we're going to try to bring it B'Tahara. Since over here, the remainder of the Mincha is to be eaten, even when we allow the carbon to be brought B'Toma, it's not eaten B'Toma. So even Rav Nachman agrees that if we have a way to bring it B'Tahara so it could be eaten, we will do so and not invoke Toma Hotra B'Tzibor. And now another question, Rav Nachman. The Brasa tells us the Kain is bringing the Mincha that's over Always attached to a par, ayol, or keves. Benitavis biyad becomes tamei oimer. He tells other people mivina chersachta, and they try to bring more. Vimein shem elhi. If these are the only ingredients that they have, oimer moy. They tell him have a bikech shusayk. You should be wise and be quiet. Don't tell anyone. Now my love, it must be parm el mukvasim the chag that we're talking about. Parm el mukvasim of yantef, and these are kabanas tzibur. And we clearly see that toma dechui b'tzibur that if we have the ability to bring them b'tahara, so we will do so. Amalachar Nachman. He says loy. That's not what we're talking about parm. When we say that he's bringing a bowl, that's par vaydazara. This is a bowl of vaydazara. The tzibur, who, even though this is a carbon tzibur, let's say the majority of the tzibur did have a desire for whatever its reason, so they have to bring this carbon. Since it doesn't have a set time, so then we will go looking for a mincha, which is tahar, and we're not going to bring a batoma. And Elim, what's that talking about? This is talking about the Kayan Gadol's Isle that's brought in Yom Kippur, the Afagad even though it has a set time. Since this is a private carbon, so then we're going to go look for Nusachim that are tahar. And Kavasim, what's that referring to? This is talking about the lamb. Which is brought with the carbon aimer, the ikashram lachilo that we just mentioned, that has shiram, that has leftovers which are eaten, and therefore we're going to try to bring it. But tahara, no question on Rav Nachman. Mesve, another question on Rav Nachman. Damshanit Mavzarka, we have blood that became tame, and he sprinkled it anyway, even though it was tame. Bishagi, if he did so inadvertently, hurtza, so then it's accepted, and this carbon is still valid. But Mesve, if he did so on purpose, even though he knew that it was tame, nonetheless, he still sprinkled it. Loi hurtza, there's no ritzoi. We clearly see from here that Toma Dechuyi because if Toma Hotchibitzibor, he would be allowed to do so even with Mesve. The more answer is no. Kitanya, he that's talking about a carbon yachid. That's not talking about a carbon seabor. And we only say toma dechuya or hutra only when we're dealing with a carbon seabor and not a carbon of a yachid. Tashma, another tempted proof. What does the tzitz create a ritzoy for? Now we've had this before in Mesachas Psachim that the tzitz, which is worn by the kain gadol on his forehead, that creates a ritzoy, an acceptance for something, even if it's done by toma. What is it miratza for? Al hadam, al habasar, al chelev, on the blood, meat, and the fats, shenitma, if they became tame, bein b'shagig, bein b'mezid, whether it was shagig or mezid, bein b'ainis, bein b'ratzain, bein b'yachid, and if you're why do we need to invoke this new thing called Ritzoitzitz? We could just say Toma Hachibitzibor. It must be the Toma Dechuibitzibor. And the only way we could get around this Toma is if we say that there's Ritzoitzitz. So Amal Nachman, he says, no. Over here in this Brisa, we were only talking about the Tzitz being Maratza on the Karbanis Yachid that we were discussing. But a Karban Tzibor, obviously we're going to use Toma Hachibitzibor. Alternatively, Afilutem Bitzibor. We can even say we're dealing with a Karban Tzibor over here. 
We're talking about ones that don't have a set time, so there we need to use Ritzoit sets. And now, Mesve, we're going to ask a question on Rav Sheshes and on Rav Nachman. It says in the Pasuk, Aaron is Kadashim, and Aaron shall bear the sin of the Kadashim. This is talking about Ritzoit sets. Which sin is he bearing? If we're talking about the sin of Pigel, Harik Varnam already says in the Pasuk, that there will be no Ritzoit for the sin of Pigel. If we're talking about Nicer, Harik Varnam already says in the Pasuk, that it shall not be considered that there is no Ritzoit for the sin of Nicer. Must be that it's bearing the sin of Toma, which is Hotra Mechalabetzibor, which means it has an exception in regards to the Tzibor. So therefore, it's logical to say that it sits is Meratza for Yachid. The Kashler of Sheshes, this is a Kashan of Sheshes. Clearly, we see from this Brai said that Toma Hotra Betzibor and not Toma Dechui Betzibor. So the Gemara says, you know what, Tanaihi, it's actually Machlekes Tanaim. It's not just the Machlekes of Sheshes from Nachman, which are my Rayim. It's Machlekes Tanaim, whether or not Toma Hotra or Dechui Betzibor. The Tanya, we have a Brai so sits, that sits. Whether or not it's on the forehead of the Kayan Gadol, Miratza still will create a Ritzway for Toma. Rabbi Huda Amir, he says no. Only if it's on his forehead, then it will create a Ritzway. If it's not on his forehead, then there is no Ritzway. He will prove even though it's not on his forehead, Miratza, it still creates a Ritzway. The Kayan Gadol went into the Kesh Kadashim without the Tzitz. And nonetheless, the Avaidah done there is valid if there was Toma. Clearly, we see it does not have to be on his forehead in order to create a ritzoy. Amal Rabbi Yehuda, he told him, Hanach l'kain gadol b'yam kippurim, leave the kain gadol yam kippur shetoma hotcher loy b'tzibur because toma is hotcher b'tzibur and the karbanos of yam kippur are karbanos tzibur. Mechlal, we see from this discussion, the Rabbi Shimon Sav, the Rabbi Shimon holds toma dechuyeh b'tzibur, the toma is dechuyeh b'tzibur, and that's why he had to say that we need to rely on ritzoy tzitz. As opposed to Rabbi Yehuda says, we don't need to rely on ritzoy tzitz. We could say toma hotcher b'tzibur. So therefore, Rav Sheshes holds like Rav Shimon and Rav Nachman holds like Rabbi Yehuda. It's not only machlekas amirayim, it's also machlekas tanaim. So here we have two of these similar concepts, toma b'tzibur and ritzoy of the tzitz. There's a couple practical differences between the two. Of them are, toma is only permitted b'tzibur, whereas tzitz works on private karbanas. Toma b'tzibur is only for toma's mace, whereas tzitz is maratza even for other types of toma. And now talking about ritzoy tzitz. Amr he says, tzitz When the tzitz actually broke, so it cannot be worn by the kain gadol, everyone agrees that there's no ritzoy. Keep pligi, what's all machlekes? It's hanging on a peg. Rabbi Huda he holds, the Pasuk tells us, it's on the forehead of the Kayin and shall bear the sin of Toma, meaning it has to be on his forehead in order to create a Ritzoy. Rev Shimon Savar, he holds Tamid Lerutz Lefne Hashem. The Pasuk says there is a continuous Rutz in Lefne Hashem. Now, what does that mean? My Tamid, what does that mean? It's continuous. That it should be continuously on his forehead. He's not allowed to take it off at all. Is that possible? Doesn't he have to go to the bathroom? Doesn't he have to go to sleep? It must be that he doesn't always have to wear it on his forehead. Ella, what does this word Tamid tell us? Tamid Miratzu, that it always creates a Ritzoy even though it's not on his forehead. So Rabbi Yehuda Nami, what about Rabbi Yehuda? What does he do with this Pasuk that Rabbi Shimon used? Haksev Tamid, it says the word Tamid. So Ahu Tamid He says, the word Tamid teaches that the Kayin Gadol is not allowed to take his mind off of the tzitz. He has to constantly touch the tzitz to remind himself that it's on his forehead. Kedra Barafuna, the Amra Barafuni tells us, Adam A person has to constantly touch his tefillin to remind himself that he's wearing tefillin. He learns this from the tzitz. The tzitz itself only has one Azkara, has one Shem Hashem. It says, Kaidish Lashem. Amr Tayyar, the Torah still says, Ametzchai Tamid, it has to be continually on his forehead. Shuloy Sechdat Yemenu. And this word Tamid tells us he is not allowed to take his mind off of it. Tfilin, Shiyesh Ban Azkara's Harbi. There's many Shemas Hashem inside Tfilin. Allah has Kamavakama for sure. He has to continuously remind himself that he's wearing them by touching his Tfilin. And now the Gemara on Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon to Amr Tamid Murata, that there's always a Ritzoy, even if he's not wearing it. Bavak Siv, it says in the Pasak, Ametzchai Vinasa, implying that it's only can you create a Ritzoy if it's on his forehead. So he says, 
he says, that's just telling us where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be on his forehead, not on top of his head and not on his chin. It's supposed to be on his forehead. And that's what this Pasuk is teaching us, not that it only creates a ritzoy when it's on his forehead. Ask the Gemal Rabbi Huda, how does Rabbi Huda know that it's supposed to be on his forehead? He learns that out. It says in the Pasuk later, again. So therefore, he can learn both joshas. Why doesn't Rabbi Shimon learn it from the Pasuk Rabbi Huda learns it from al So the Gemara says, you're right. So what does Rabbi Shimon do with this first Pasuk of Al-Metzchai Vinasa? tells you, If it's fit for his forehead, then there's a ritzoy. If it's not fit to be on his forehead, so then there's no ritzoy. This excludes if it broke the loy maratza, that there's not going to be any ritzoy. According to Rabbi Huda, how does he know that if it's broken, that there's no ritzoy? He learns it out, it should have said the word Metzach, but since it says Mitzchai, his forehead, he can learn both joshas out of that Pasuk. Reb Shimon, Metzach, Mitzchai, Loi he doesn't say that's something that you can learn out a drasha from, and therefore he doesn't have to dash in that Pasuk. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with more discussion about this topic, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.